welcome to Moments in Time and Space, a microfiction podcast, bringing you tales of horror and suspense with your host, Aaron Miracle. Hello, everyone. In a small country in a forgotten part of the world, a long-lasting famine has created an indescribable humanitarian crisis. The people of this dry and arid land are suffering. There is nothing to do except wait for the inevitable. Ayana licked her cracked lips as she sat outside of her hut under a simple thatched overhang. It provided shade and some relief from the heat, but did nothing for the pains of hunger that ached within her shrunken stomach. They intensified, and she grimaced. The elder shut her eyes and focused on her breath, hoping the cramps would subside. With her eyes shut, the sounds of the village reminded Ayana she was not alone. She smiled at the memories of the shouts of the children as they played in the streets. Their laughter lifted her heart in the saddest of times. The village felt alive then with people greeting their neighbors as they met them in their travels, or the tradespeople bartering for goods. Those sounds were long gone. Now, the dry warm wind would touch her ears and occasionally bring the weak cry of a child whose stomach yearned for food. Tears escaped from Iana's eyes with each call for something to eat from the smallest of voices. At least those cries signaled that there was still life in the hungry. When those cries stopped, it was often followed by the wailing of a loved one grieving for the new loss. The elder clenched her withered hands into tight fists. She had lost track of how long the famine had been going on. It felt like an eternity that she had been full of nothing but sorrow. Her days consisted of nothing more than waking, sitting out in front of her hut, and listening to the suffering. Mixed with sorrow was the anger at it all that was happening around her. Innocent people who lived a simple life were now paying the price for an undeserved debt. It felt like the universe had decided to torment this village as some sick joke. Hatred flooded in her heart, but Ayana did not know where she should direct it. You can hate me if I'll bring you comfort. I do not mind. Ayana's eyes slowly opened, and she was surprised to see someone sitting beside her. The newcomer was dressed in a simple black suit that fit their slender frame perfectly. Their blonde hair was thick, and the slight wind caused it to brush across their pale forehead. No sweat ran down the newcomer's face, and they seemed unbothered by the heat. Perhaps this person was nothing more than a hallucination from the extreme hunger Ayana felt. The stranger slowly stood and brushed off their pants. People hate me all the time. Ayana narrowed her eyes. Who are you? Where did you come from? You know who I am, Ayana. Your beliefs in the old ways let you see what others refuse to. You are death. The stranger nodded. Come to gloat over what you have wrought? Ayana snapped. The stranger shook his head and his face fell slightly. I have been in your village for a long time. I take no pleasure in what has happened here. Shame washed over Ayana when she saw the look of hurt on Death's face, and she felt conflicted. People had been slowly dying of hunger, and she wanted to lash out at the black-suited being with all the hatred in her heart, but she felt that would be unfair. Walk with me, Death said. Ayana shook her head. You tease me, Death. I can barely stand and could not do more than shuffle a few steps without the help of my daughter. Death extended a slender hand to the elder. Take my hand. Ayana reached up hesitantly and slowly took Death's hand. Their touch was soft and warm, almost comforting in a strange way. The tiredness and stiffness left her aged muscles as Ayana got to her feet. Slowly, the pair began to shuffle away from Ayana's hut, kicking up dust with each step. 
I did not choose to come to your village, Death explained. It was humanity that set the wheels in motion to summon me. Ayana staggered a bit, and Death stopped to help her catch her balance. He reached into his ebony jacket and pulled out a white hanky. The Slender Reaper offered it to Ayana, who took it and wiped the sweat from her face. Thank you, Ayana said, but I don't understand how we called for you. When your village and others were beginning to run out of food, your government had already reached out to the world for aid. Some of that aid arrived just before the first few people of your village began to feel the pangs of hunger in their empty bellies, Death explained. But if that is true, where is the food? Death began to walk once more. Once the aid arrived, the government officials saw a way to make profit. Some of them stole some of the food to sell in the black market. What was left went to the warehouses, where the workers took some as well to feed their family. They did not need it, but allowed them to spend their food money on other things. When the food began to leave the warehouses, the delivery people took some, gave it to their friends to earn favor and prestige. Eventually, everyone in the aid chain took a bigger and bigger share until there was nothing left to bring to your village, except me. Death's words weighed heavily on Iana's heart. All the suffering that she had seen, and all the pain that she had heard, were caused by nothing more than human greed. Iana stopped and gave Death's arm a firm squeeze. I am sorry for speaking so harshly to you. Death smiled slightly. There's nothing to apologize for. You are not the first to take their anger out on me. Ayana offered Death their hanky, and they took it back with a gentle grasp of slender fingers. The hanky disappeared once more into Death's ebony jacket, and they padded the spot, treating the piece of cloth like a treasure for safekeeping. Why did you choose to speak with me, Death? Ayana asked. Death gazed back to the village and pointed at two fingers. I said that I do not gloat, but that does not mean I am devoid of feelings. I am a compassionate soul, and felt the need to give you some peace. Ayana looked to where Death had pointed, and saw her simple hut. Squinting, she could see someone sitting out front with their heads slumped forward. The next moment, her daughter emerged from the dwelling and called to where the person was sitting. Ayana felt tears in her eyes as she watched her daughter reach out and shake the person gently before burying her face in her hands. I did not want you to pass on with hopelessness in your heart, Death said gently. My sibling Famine will be leaving your village soon, and I will follow shortly after. Your daughter and others will go on to live long and fruitful lives. More neighbors and friends were gathering outside Ayana's hut, drawn by the wailing of her daughter. Death lingered for a moment longer and then turned away from the village. Come, Ayana, let us finish your last walk. You never know when it will be your last walk. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also follow me on Twitter at Moments in TAS. Feel free to recommend this podcast to others and help it grow. The opening and closing theme is Creepy Night by Daniel Carlton. Until next time, be safe, be smart, and be well. See you soon.